Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hi, Tim. Hey, Kevin. What are you laughing at? I just uploaded a clip to Twitter. It was just funny. I was, this, is, this is funny. What is it? Oh, it was just, it was, it was just uh, it was a, a teaser clip for my YouTube video today. It was uh, really funny. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, hi. Hi, hi, Star Wars and Scotch people. Hello, Facebook. Hello, Twitch. Hi, Facebook. Hi, hi, Twitch. Tim, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking my, uh, my Bellvine. Mmm. I am drinking a Mai Tai out of Aww. Chewbacca. Oh. I got those, these. Are you drinking, are you drinking Danielle's Mai Tai? She told me the ingredients from the couch, so I made it. So I'm going to taste Woo. it <sighs> Yeah, but your wife has a heavy pour. Those will mess oh, you up. Oh, man, that's a lot of rum. <laughs> okay, Kevin also I, has a heavy pour. I think she's <laughs> lying about those those amounts. She's like, it's a tall glass. You should have just doubled it. I'd be under the <laughs> desk by the time we finished the podcast. <laughs> you just hear like under the desk, like. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Welcome, it's Monday, and it's Star Wars and Scotch. I'm bringing yes, the rules sir. and drinking rum. Three different types of rum. Uh, I didn't know we were doing rum tonight. I would have also joined you in rum or well, a margarita. I wanted to show them Chewbacca in the glass. Uh, if ah. you're listening on audio, you can watch on YouTube, raredrop.co slash YouTube, and uh, it, you can come see the Chewbacca glass. I also have a Stormtrooper, who we oh. will affectionately name Tiki187. Get it? Tiki187. 
Sir TK. Sir TK and Cal. Okay. Um. No. <laughs> cool. Yes, Tim. Rye whiskey counts in place of scotch. Pretty much, if you bring any alcohol to the table, we're cool with it. Scotch just rolled with Star Wars. So, Dot, yeah, thanks for 11. S is duh. 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 Evan, we got lots of stuff to talk about today. We do have stuff to talk about today. I did finish the Disney Gallery, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Star Wars Explains video about Moff Gideon. Uh, uh, and, uh. and we're going to talk about John Boyega. And the future of the Star Wars franchise, which I'm sure oh, offshoot. He's not happy. No, 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 no. I also did want to talk about Ghost of Tsushima uh, because that's uh, not Star Wars. Yes, it is, and I'll tie it in during the oh, show. Oh, nice! But before that, Kevin, take us to hyperspeed. I already did that. I can do it again oh, though. Damn it! I was hoping there was like I really wanted by. to I'm... use that as like our segue. Okay, like, ready, ready. Hold and on. And we'll be talking more after this. Go ahead, say it now. Punch it, Kevin! Never tell me the odds. Copyright. <laughs> That's why we just have a generic synthwave playlist playing in the background. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of rum. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of rum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, cool. Yeah, everything's good in our world. Rare Drop stuff is moving along and doing all sorts of nonsense. Um, where can one find the Chewy Glass? Asked Tony on Facebook. Uh, you can go to Geeky Tiki. G-E-E-K-I Tiki. In the Geeky Tiki room. In the Geeky Tiki. That's hard to say. Geeky Tiki. Geeky Tiki room. Geeky Tiki. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Uh, let's start with Disney Gallery. So I watched the last two episodes, Same. finally. Uh, let's start with the sound one. Mm, Turned yes. it on. Wife and, and kids are, are with us. Um, oldest daughter paying attention. Wife paying attention. But it wasn't mm-hmm. until he pulled out the uh, stand-up recorder thing that he used to make the woo-woo-woo-woo noise that everyone's head turned to the TV and was like, what? <laughs> what does make that noise? Um, that guy, uh, Gustafsson is his last name, I believe. I can't remember his first name. What a, just wow. The patch board he was using to make all the, the digital sounds for the interludes and whatnot. Uh, that was like some Radiohead level shit. Uh, Dead Mouse. Um, and just any to any instrument, he was like when he picked up the piano and he did the theme and Ludwig. It was Ludwig. I wanted to say Gorenson, Ludwig Gorenson. Oh, um, oh. Uh, yeah. And it was just it was fun to hear him break it down. How he got to that. It was fun to hear them discuss how because it was a Star Wars story. It wasn't necessarily Star Wars itself. It was the Mandalorian taking place in the universe. How they got to the conclusion of what the music should sound like. Um, his recommendation came from uh, the person who directed Black Panther to yeah. John Favreau, which I think was is a pretty good recommendation. But just the journey of the the sound and the music to me was was pretty awesome and pretty wild. It was it, what I thought was really cool was like they were already like were they like four or five episodes in before they heard the like the intro music. Yes. You see that scene where he was like, John, I got it. And they're listening to like, that's it. That's, that's it. 
Yeah, he was, was neat. He was showing him on set with his phone. He was going up to the camera, like playing the music. Like, this is yeah. it. This is it. I, I thought that was really cool. And um, I watched. I also watched uh, the making of Frozen Two, and there was one common theme with this, and I guess the or- orchestral score of this Ooh. and Frozen. Both the people that wrote the music said their favorite part of the process is when they get to sit down in the studio, and the the orchestra plays what they've yeah. spent like so much time working on. Yeah. And both of them were just like sitting there enjoying the orchestra playing this piece that they wrote and like, wow, it's so powerful. Yeah. And Danielle pointed out she's like every scene John Favreau is just gritting like a ten year old child in a mm-hmm. in a toy store, like, this is the yeah. coolest thing. It's just fun to watch. Fun to watch. More rum. What else did they what else did they that was that was a main chunk of that. I mean I'm, this was I watched it a couple weeks ago. I know you just finished it up. <clears throat> that was the main he was the main focus of that episode. Yeah, I thought like he was like him and just kind of like I mean he was he's a one one crew guy. Like he just does everything on his own, which I thought was really cool. And he did the in between like the music for the whole score basically, everything mm-hmm. in the entire show. So he is the person behind um Everything we took, hear, but he was taking a lot of a lot of inspiration from like Western movies and from like you know the samurai. He was talking movies. about the samurai movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, John Williams, um, and comparing. But they talked about how they didn't want it to be like super Star Warsy. They wanted it to kind of like be its own own thing. Yes, it, it, the whole point of the music was to create that Western. They even mentioned westerns and samurai and feel. And not so much the John Williams grand, right? But to also pull from what John Williams exactly, had done. But they wanted to feel like its own independent thing. Like exactly, it wasn't really a part of like the main Star Wars line of of cinematography. Yeah, it, it was. It was very, very interesting to hear. They kind of gave this guy the reins, this uh, Ludwig, yeah. and just said, "Do it." And he came back, and it seems like there was never a pushback. Like, no, maybe change. Seems like he just nailed it every single time. Yeah. And it was really, really cool to watch. Um, and then the final episode was The Connections, where they traced mm-hmm. everything they did in this back to everything. And there were so many little things that they paid attention to. Yep. When the show first came out, I remember, and Tim, if you go back and listen to the, the episodes we did, you can hear Tim and I talking every episode, and we use the word fan service so much. Yeah. And then to see it just all strung together... Yeah. Even even as the littlest thing of Luke being the droid bartender of Mark right. Hamill doing the voice yeah, for it. Yeah, I thought it. that was neat. But, like, they, they talked a lot about, they mentioned, like, even, like, IG-88. Mm-hmm. You know, and how he was, like, he was a part of, like, the bar uh, from from New Hope. And then they pulled him into, you know, Empire. And then they tried, you know, and they kept true to that. You know, and they were able to find all these pieces and stuff to make that so that it felt authentic and original and they even showed the IG toy and how it was in the set as yeah. this thing. It was like, you, you, as a child, you're like, wow, look at this thing. He's going to hunt down the you know Jedi and look at him. He's so... <laughs> and it, they're sitting here how, how rigid it is. And it's yeah, just, they're like trying to animate him and like just trying to manipulate him in the space. It just doesn't which, work. Which even led them to the point where that's why I think IG moved the way he does in the show. With the yeah. spinning oh, arms and limbs, because they were like, "What the hell do you do with this?" Yeah, and I thought that was uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, the to see the five hundred first and that whole 
interaction. Oh, so I, I'm so glad you saw that because like they didn't, they had no idea that they were showing up for those shoots. No clue. And they just, had no idea. They thought they were just doing some Lucas gig. It was it was hilarious because it was them geeking out, John geeking out, even Taika talks. He's like, I came around the corner and there's like 50 stormtroopers standing there in full gear looking at me. And he's like, I have to keep my composure because I'm, you know, I'm the director and I walk by them. <laughs> he's just like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it's just like a bunch of people geeking out on set over each other. Yeah. Except uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who seems like a consummate professional throughout the entire thing. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, uh, what else did they? What else did they cover that? It was a couple weeks for me, so I, I don't entirely. Uh, let me pull it up. There, were, there was a ton of little things. That one was a long. That was a really good one. It was a long one, but it was a good one. They yeah. tease a little bit for the next season. Just a little bit. Just a little tease. Uh, again, oh, chat, I didn't mention questions. They're on Slido tonight. So if you are on Twitch, you can use questions command. If you are on Facebook, you can look at the uh, pinned comment, and it should be in there, hopefully. Paper Please maybe. ask us questions. We love questions. Um, I will say this about the 501st. Um, we were supposed to, and this will get you excited for next year, but we were supposed to have members of the 501st at GCX this year. And they were going to yeah. have a booth and do some stuff for St. Jude, but they were also said they would go around in pairs and harass people on the floor and go up to the Destiny cosplayers and be like, who are you? Are you a Jedi? And things like that. And we were going to, like, break the the, the wall. Oh, uh, Kevin. It hurts to say this out loud, but I want you to look forward to next year and think about how awesome GCX will be when we get the 501st, because we have community members that we know all so well that are members of the 501st, so that sucked. Oh, they told the journey of the Blurg. Oh, yeah, 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 and they showed like all the stop animation and stuff. Yeah, and how how the Blurg went from... Clone was it Clone Wars where the Blurg started? No, the Blurg originally started in it wasn't the Christmas special. Was it the Christmas oh, special? Oh, it, it, it was, was the Ewok moon thing that's that they what it did. Was. Yeah, it was the yeah, it was the Ewok moon Forest that they of did the, for the I don't know dub or whatever his name is. Yeah, so they did that um, and then it appeared in Clone Wars and then it appeared in Rebels and now here it is yep. in yep, The yep, Mandalorian. Yep, 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 yep. Um there was uh I'm trying to find specifics. There was so because at one point in the episode they just go down the list, yeah, of everything. By the way, Tim, there's a pop figure of uh, the child with the frog in its mouth. I've seen that. I have seen that. It's so cute. I want the two set with. Uh, I still want to get Manu an actual show. like full size child, and I haven't yet, and I'm sad. I think you should. I think you should I also get. get one. That other thing that you said you were going to get and put it in your office, oh, like I said, yeah, you should. Yeah, 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 yeah no, that no, thing. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but it was just fun to see them connect all of the dots uh, yeah. between the episode. Things that we never would have noticed uh, or seen. Even the E-Web cannon, uh, which was from... I, I'm having so many issues connecting the dots because there was so many. What was the um, E-Web originally the from? E-Web, uh, the E-Web shows up in Empire. The the e web is they sh they they uh, it shows up in, in Empire uh, and, in the uh, in the ice caves when uh, the yes. when the yeah at the end of the that the mm -hmm. battle hoth yep and then they went through the alien species that they used and why they used like Deveronians and Ugnaughts and things they wanted that to cut they wanted to use the ones that like never really got 
the light of day, you know, in the, like, in the movies, you know, they, you kind of saw them here or there, but they never really got a, like a big moment. Rodians. So I, thought that, I thought that was cool. I love that they said that a lot of the props and stuff they used were just left over from other Star Wars episodes. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Or how one of the guys from, uh, what was the, co- is the company IGN? Is that the name of the company or whatever? Uh, no, ILM. ILM. Uh, the guy from ILM is all of the pilots in, yes, yes. in the recut <laughs> of A New Hope. Or the other guy from ILM is the only pilot that dies in the uh, space battle over Naboo. Yep. Just little, no, little neat. stuff. And that's Just little things that that's shows why, up. It was really well that's done. That's why we like Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be seven, Jiro. But Paul. Paul. What happened? Nothing. Damn it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Disney Gallery was great. I can't wait for season two of Mandalorian. I can't wait for them to break it down like they did with this all over again. To listen to Dave Filoni talk about Star Wars is a treat in and of itself. It is a treat. It really is. Um, and then to get all of those people in a room together for... Uh, there was three roundtables. There was the actors one, the directors one, and the production one. And to hear them all geek out and just really, really, really enjoy and love the universe that we do, too. And again, everyone from the people directing the episode to the people acting in it to the people that are behind the scenes creating special effects and all that stuff. Everyone just has this passion for Star Wars. And it's extremely much. Yeah, they're just like they are. They're Star Wars fans first. Yeah. Which and I think is great. I mean, the fact that ILM has worked on pretty much every Star Wars project. Or at least guys who work at ILM have worked yep. on every Star Wars project is just mind blowing to me. Yeah, some of the ori- some of the original guys like still do it, which is nuts. Like yeah. the guys who worked with Lucas from the beginning, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people say they were really trying to humanize Kathleen Kennedy. I think Kathleen Kennedy, despite your personal feelings about her and Star Wars, like she's not a Disney plant. We've said this before. She's been with. She's been with Lucas since the beginning. Yeah. So she's not someone that just, they, they popped in there. Now you may not like her choices and the decisions she's made over the course of her tenure as, you know, Star Wars lead for Disney, but she's been there for a long, 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 long time. Um, yeah. And you can't deny that fact. She knew off Even the top a lot of her of head. People, a lot of people want to. <laughs> she knew off, everyone wants Dave to take over. She knew off the top of her head that, you know, ILM and Lucas had how many patents on yeah for production and and filmmaking and so on and so forth so mm-hmm. she knows her stuff she does and I truly truly believe that she will retire after the Old Republic launches that yeah, will be she's, the she's gonna want one more thing for her legacy. Yep, that'll be the period at the end of her sentence. The I will be dotted, the T will be crossed when Old Republic launches, and she'll go here, Dave. It's all yours. Honestly, I'm okay with that because let her go out with a bang. Let her have her moment. She knows mm-hmm. that the ace in the hole and the only card she has left up her sleeve. Is literally the old republic. The high republic is going to be new territory that people can't bitch and moan at. So that was a good play as well. Yep. But honestly, the old republic will be her 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 p de la whatever that word is. Resistance. P- <laughs> p- resistance. That's the one. <laughs> There's a lot of rum in here, Tim. <laughs> p- de la resistance. 
Uh, yeah, the funny thing is, is people are like, why doesn't John take over, too? I don't know if John would ever take that job. I think he likes his freedom as a filmmaker, but I yeah. think he also is going to want to make as much Star Wars crap as he possibly can. Well, I think John Favreau, as much as he loves Disney, it's no, it's not Dave Filoni. Like Dave Filoni is a walking encyclopedia of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, anytime they brought something up, he would tell he could tell you why. One thing too that Danielle picked out watching it with me, she's like, Dave is in every shot no matter what they're doing yep even if he's not doing it he's there overseeing they're recording sound dave is there they're doing fx in the studio dave is there they're you know on set dave is there he's always there yep which leads me to believe that he knows he's getting the job he's just completely prepping himself and making sure everyone knows he's getting the job he is George Lucas Jr. I'm, that's what Freddie, yeah, he's that's been what groomed Freddie by Prince, George Lucas. That's what Freddie Prince Jr. calls him. Yeah, he's been groomed by the man himself, of course, one hundred percent. God, that beautiful rant. Dave Filoni, oh, so good. Who learned the Force from George <laughs> and Lucas? <laughs> taught me. Taught me. <laughs> it's a story for kids, which Dave Filoni says in the eighth episode. He does. He says he, he's he like acknowledges it 100%. Yeah, he's like we are primarily making content for children. Yeah. And that's why when people come to me and they're like I want to rated our horror Star Wars and I'm like no, it's not for you. It, and that's not Star Wars. That's not what Star Wars is. It, it would taint it. It would ruin it. It would just it wouldn't be Star Wars anymore. Star Wars I don't mind the deep, dark Sith mysticism stuff, the Yuzong Vong, all that cool stuff. I'm cool with that. But to go out and make like a rated R movie for adults, hmm. PG, Star Wars. <laughs> PG-13, I'm fine with. Rated yeah. R, no. No. Well, that's because everyone also, also wants like a rated R like Marvel film. You know, like they want more of those. And even though like we will never get a rated R Marvel film, but we got the rated R Fox film with like, with, like Logan. You know, that was... Dark. You got Logan, was, Deadpool. Gee, that was intense. Deadpool. But th- um, those are also stories geared towards that adult audience. Exactly. With comics definitely. to match. You know, comic books as a whole, again, they're made for children. Like, mm-hmm. can't deny it. I do like the idea that comic books are our, are our current day mythology. Yeah. I love that that concept. It's it's great. It's true. Even that's, a, like, even that's crazy to think about. We had a in college. We had a whole philosophical discussion in philosophy class. Lol, uh, about comic book heroes and villains and how they do reflect the current day mythology. Basically, taking like old gods from various pantheons and giving them personalities and face and putting them in current era situations like Captain America, World War Two, fighting Red Skull, yeah. Hitler. Very interesting. <coughs> Rogue One could have easily Ooh, been deep. rated R. Would it be uh, worth it? I don't think it, I think it, you just at that point you would have just been looking for like some some cussing and dismemberment and that's about it. Again, would it be worth it? And maybe some sex and like then that's all of stuff that's never happened in Star Wars. So And is it worth want, it? If you want to see like at that point, you just want to watch Star Wars porn. So, I want to see the Twi'leks get naked. There's websites for that, bud. Yep. <laughs> just Google it. Not hard to yep. find. Yep. 
<laughs> it also reduces the viewer base. And one thing Star Wars is great at making money. There's a point. I don't know if it was gallery or an interview with Dave. I don't remember where it was, but there was a point, And this is why Star Wars should never be rated R. Yes, it's made for kids. But my 65-year-old uncle enjoys Star Wars as much as me in my 30s down to my six-year-old son who is yeah. just now fully getting into it. That's why it wins. I love, I love That's why it wins. We are three generations of people that third and my 16-year-old daughter also. Like yeah. they everyone I just mentioned loves Star Wars. She was just showing me Star Wars memes before I came in here. Aww. Um it was that uh, what was it? It was uh, something about the shower being too hot, and then it was Palpatine in the room, and it was like, this attempt on my life. And I was like, oh, Audrey, it's not a very good one. <laughs> no, it's good. It's funny. It's because he got, Kevin, it's funny because he got scalded by the hot water. Yes. Yeah, I got it. And, and yep. mm-hmm. yeah, so the water is too hot. Yeah. And yeah. it burned him. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Pockets, for 21. But that's why Star Wars is special, because three generations of people... And Kevin, Enjoy. the reason why it was funny and he said it was an attempt of at my life is because it sounds like someone potentially turned the water too hot while he was in the shower. Yes, Tim. I got it. Thank you. Okay, I just want to make sure you got that joke because I thought that was funny. My uncle that I just mentioned has the mm-hmm. original May the Force Be With You button that he got when he saw A New Hope in the theater. No way. That's so dope. And he was like, yeah, you know. Because How my- much? That's what I keep saying. To, to, I was like, <laughs> I was like, either you should sell that on eBay for a lot of money, or give it to me when you die. Yeah, he could make a decent amount of cash off that. I would probably ruin it and wear it everywhere. <laughs> it's hey original. Guys, hey, it's GCX. You like my pin? It's original. This thing costs like twenty thousand dollars. You like it? Go to Galaxy's Edge and be like, see this, see this, Ray. <laughs> it's original. That's funny. Um. Cool, let's move on. So Star Wars Explained, Tim's buddy, put out a video. Yeah. (laughs) They're great people. They're awesome. Uh, Maybe they'll be here in the future. We'll see. Uh, Also, Blessius was supposed to be here tonight, but he had a scheduling conflict that came up at the last minute. So we're going to have Blessius on another time. I know we said he was going to be on, and then he's not here. So They put out a fun video basically putting out the theory, is Moff Gideon Force-sensitive, and was he a former Sith Inquisitor? I never thought about it, but it makes, it it could be, he could be an Inquisitor. Tim, take us down the mental journey that you are currently struggling with. Look at, he's got a cape, Kevin! Look at Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, I'm listening. She has a cape on. Yeah, she does. He, he and he was wielding the dark saber. Yeah. I feel like someone who's force sensitive or potentially was also an inquisitor at one point in time knows how to wield a lightsaber. Yeah. And also wear a cape. But and why is he so interested in the child? Well, it makes perfect sense. He's hunting down the the last of the Force users, the last of the Jedi. I think he's... Director Krennic had a cape, too, by the way. I think... No, 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 but not that kind of cape. It's a different type of cape. He was wearing the, like, the... the he was wearing more of, like, the the formal cape. Moffidian's <laughs> wearing the... He's wearing the I'm gonna go kill some Jedi cape. The formal cape... <laughs> Yeah, he's wearing a very, very formal cape. It's more just like a, 
a long sash, Kevin. I will Off say TV this. He's wielding a lightsaber and he's got a, a dope cape on. I will say this. I'm sure Moff Gideon knows what the dark saber means. Just because you can use the force doesn't mean you can use a lightsaber, but vice why versa. Why so obsessed with the child? I have a feeling that has something to do with the Emperor. Uh, I think it has something to do with the fact that he was told by Vader to go hunt down the rest of the Jedi. You don't think the Emperor's I really, somehow really, in play really, in that really, scenario? I really, really want him to be an Inquisitor. So... He can, he can still be an Inquisitor, and the Emperor could still be involved in that scenario. Sure, maybe, we know the Emperor. We know the Emperor is, is existing within a clone body at this point, right? Yeah, we know Snoke is now beginning to make his move. I'm just using him as a separate character in this. Well, no, the timeline. He's beginning slowly to make his move. Potentially, we don't know how old Snoke. We don't know when Snoke actually came to birth. So. Fair. Yeah. So anyway, it's all the, saying, like, it's, maybe. it's all the Emperor's grand plan, so it doesn't matter. It's mm, Palpatine. Really, really, really want him to be an Inquisitor. But you don't think that the Emperor would want this child and would have knowledge of him because of all the people that do have knowledge of his existence? You don't think that the Emperor would like to see the baby? Like to see the baby. Maybe. Potentially, perhaps. I just like that because then, like, it just ugh. It's so cool for them to to pull the Inquisitors into the live space. They're doing it with Ahsoka. Also, the Inquisitors. Okay, so all right. If he is an Inquisitor, wouldn't that make the Emperor theory even deeper? Yes, it would. Hundred percent. So it actually solidifies. Yes. But why would the Emperor give an Inquisitor a Moth title? That gives him a lot of control over a lot of systems. The Emperor well, is dead is at this no, point. Well, yeah, the Emperor's dead. Moth is an old title. And, like, he's just, he's holding on to something that doesn't exist anymore. That's just his title and the, the no Empire, the Fallen Empire at this point. Um, I mean, he might have been, so if he was, if he was a, a regional leader he was a moth of of whatever area i i don't see why a force wielder also like couldn't do that the jedi are dead there's no there's nothing left to hunt they they thought everyone was dead they assumed they assumed everyone was gone so at that point you know maybe maybe vader vader and the empire or the emperor decided that the empire did not need inquisitors anymore because they assumed that all the jedi were dead and uh, they just put him in a in a in a political position of power, you know. Like like, you know, who wouldn't want a force wielder to be in a in a position of power? They can incite fear way more than anyone else could. Yeah, especially in a world where the emperor is supposed to be dead. Well, what? no. Well, okay, well, you have to remember this is like five or six years after. We don't know. We don't know when Moff Gideon was actually put in his position. I'm gonna Wikipedia it and see if there is a date. Imperial service, oh. arrival on Navarro, no. Imperial service, uh, human male officer, Imperial Security Bureau. Yeah, we just know says he, he took ISB. part. We know he was an ISB agent at one point. But yeah. also think about him being an ISB agent. That means he is doing internal investigations within the Empire, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want someone who can use the Force to interrogate people? He can mind read everybody. 
Yeah, there's no date. No, because they haven't talked about it. He, his backstory is built into, uh, into this show. So like, we wouldn't know any anything about him, uh, until they told us. Imperial high officer of high rank. Uh, Gideon wore an outfit similar to an Imperial uniform with dark colored battle armor and a cape. He wielded a blaster pistol and flew an Outland TIE fighter and was also in possession of the dark saber, which he used to escape. Yeah, there's nothing here. Yeah, no, I, we, I'm, I'm sure we'll learn more about him in season two. Flashbacks? Yeah, either flashbacks or, you know, there's a sit down or something. I like also, it. Also, we've never seen, we've never seen an Imperial officer wear battle armor before. Not like this. The only reason I would say, yes, I agree with you, but the only reason I would say things, times are different is because it's like it's the fall of the Empire at this point, and they're just trying to survive. So if officers are fighting, it would make complete sense. They're not sitting on their star cruisers waiting for the next battle or hit or powering up the shields and jumping to hyperspace and all that stuff. That's my two cents on that. Mm. I, th I think he could be an Inquisitor, and I think that's super. It's, a, it's just a cool theory. Well, if you want to hear the theory uh, on YouTube, Star Wars Explained posted the video uh, today. Uh, so YouTube, Star Wars Explained, and it is the newest Moff Gideon video that says Inquisitor with a question mark on the front. Inquisitor? Inquisitor. All right, we got a ton of questions, so we're going to get to those in a second. But first. Yes, perfect. Variety.com reports that John Boyega has moved on from Finn. This was so rough. Here's my two cents. It's all uh, your fault. What do you mean? Not, Why is it my fault? Not you, them. Oh, okay, good. No, them. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars fans, you did this. Toxic. Very toxic. Go on, Kevin. It's all your fault. Good. Why couldn't Tell you be more. nice to the people? That yeah. acted in the Star Wars movies. It wasn't yeah. their fault. No. If somebody offered you millions of dollars to be in a shitty Star Wars movie, every single one of you would have taken that deal. 100%. So Tell I blame you. Kevin. Yeah, you. You're listening? Watching? <laughs> you. This is, like, this is like the actress who played Rose, and she had to delete her freaking Instagram because it was being absolutely bombarded by weird nerds. Giving her death threats. Is this Tim and Terrible. Kevin who both shit talk the ever living fuck out of Hayden every week? I have never tweeted at Hayden Christensen. I've never and told I've him never, that ever I want him to his die. YouTube channel comments and wish ill on him. I might talk poorly about him on this show and potentially on my live stream in, in front of a lot of people, but but I've never said it directly to him. If I saw him in person, I would shake his hand and say, thank you for contributing to the universe I love so much. And as I would walk away from him, I would say, you will try. <laughs> I've never wished death upon Hayden Christensen. No, I just, and I would him. never, I just, I just want him to do better. It's too late for that. That's all. Oh, yes. we're way past that point. <laughs> <laughs> but I would never wish for someone to die because they didn't play a role the way I wanted them to. Never. Never. Unless he did never. something terribly horrible to another human being. Then I'd hope that he would get caught on fire. But screwing again. up a young Anakin Skywalker role is no grounds no, for wishing death upon someone. No, that was high as a someone. kite George Lucas. Yeah. 
God, he, he must have been so high. Do you think George Lucas was as high as Ben is right this second? I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was actually thinking about like that. I was right like, right this very how, moment. Was it, I was like, is he Ben high or is he like on like? So maybe next week or the week after, I want to have I want to have Ben on and I want him to get really high and just talk to you about Star Wars because it is the most mind bending, wonderful conversation. Because you've he, done this already. Yes, in my pool. He no! sits there. No, he'll do it again. Don't worry. He sits there and he talks about like the intricacies of the morality of the characters. And it's just like he's opening up this. Oh, he's so woke. Like, yes, Ben. Do more DMT. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Sadaga, thank you for eight. Man. Man. Anyway. I don't want to be involved with that. Tim has wished death on our Lord Darth Jar Jar. The character, not the actor. Oh, my gosh. Right, Tim? Yes, exactly. Not the actor. Not the actor. The character. Chat? Maybe we'll do a two-hour special with Ben. <laughs> Tim and I will just mute our mics and Ben will just go. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't honestly I don't I I don't dislike the character of Finn. Was he done dirty? Yeah. He could have been so much more. They could have done so much more yeah, with him. 100%. The little the little nod to him being force sensitive in the last uh not the last Jedi. Uh Rise of Skywalker was kind of annoying cuz we never got it fleshed out. Um I will say this. I don't think it's the end. I don't think it's ever the end until you physically die. Because nobody hates Star Wars more than Harrison Ford. And they got him to come back. You feel like he hates it? He absolutely. Like, you feel like he really hates it? He absolutely hates Star Wars. But, but Disney has enough money to get Harrison Ford to come back and keep being Han Solo. I don't even he think he... Liked it? I'm sure there was a point where he liked it, yeah. He loves Mark and he loved Carrie so much. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. He's like Star Wars grandpa. Yeah. Your grandpa can't stand having kids around the house either, so Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it just Aww. all came together. So yeah, John Boyega will not be playing Finn again. But oh. I see that more as a, you know, we're going to revisit Ray's story at some point. I have a feeling you it think won't. So? I don't think it'll take as long as it took for us to go back and see Luke as an old man. Yeah. Uh, my guess would be a 10 to 15 years. Okay. And, you know, that time will pass and Ray will have started whatever she's doing and we'll find out more. And I think he'll come back then. Mm. Um, because maybe then all of the children will have grown the up and but I we'll, feel like at that point it's just like they said the Skywalker saga is dead and she's a part of the Skywalker saga so it's just hard for me to believe that they've said we're done with this and then they go back a decade's a long time I guess still this feels the story uh, was also over in Return of the Jedi and uh, then it was over again in Revenge of the Sith and we had the six uh, and then yeah, Clone right. Wars was only supposed to be six seasons and Rebels is also over, Tim. Wink. No, they even... No, no, Rebels is... there's. He wants to do more Rebels. Yeah, now. He even said that he does. Now. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but I, don't know. I like we'll John see. Boyega. I liked the character of Finn. I did not like how he was I used. I liked Finn. I, 
I, I, I didn't mean I wasn't. He, he, the stuff they did to him in episode eight, I wasn't a fan of. I thought in episode nine, I thought he was, he was that leader. He rallied everybody together. Like I, I liked him. I, I thought he was fun. I think he could have been more, but he, he essentially was the Han Solo, ish. He's, he was, yeah. He was kind of like that, that guy who tried to kind of. I felt he was more relatable than Han Solo as a character to you and me, just as people. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying he was like he was like that guy. It was kind of like that kind of held. I feel like he kind of like just pulled everybody together, but he was still like very much so like that action adventure kind of guy. Like he was a weird mix between like Leia and Han. Fair. You know, like kind of like that, like where he fit in the role. I remember being debated so hard in The Force Awakens because they showed him in the lightsaber in the trailer. And it was so meaningless yeah, in the movie. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh my gosh! He's, he's a new Jedi! Oh my god, they're both gonna be the Jedis! Yeah. Gordon, related. Gordon asked, Tim and Kevin, what's your favorite Star Wars moment? Uh, My favorite Star Wars moment that I can think of, like at any point where I freaked out, was uh, Rogue One, Vader in the... Um, uh, in the in the ship, and he's lightsaber turns on. And he just starts cutting through all the all the rebel soldiers. I thought that was great. That's probably like my favorite Star Wars moment. In the, I'm gonna pick a different one than Tim, so I don't say yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the when I was a kid, my favorite moment was Luke's whole showdown with the Emperor in Return of the Jedi. I thought that was just the coolest good versus evil situation. I loved it. Um. In the modern era, aside from what Tim just mentioned, my two favorite moments are the duel between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul on Tatooine in Clone Wars. Uh, or is that? No, that's Rebels. Rebels. Rebels? Rebels. What? What? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. What? Are, what, are, what? what? Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. Yes. Clone Wars. Rebels. 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 <laughs> Rebels? Oh. Rebels. 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 Old man. Old, old man Obi-Wan, right? Yes. Rebels. The Rebels, one, Kevin. The one shot. Loved that because the story behind it goes so much deeper than what you saw play out on the screen, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, the other moment in Rebels that I love so much is Ahsoka versus Darth Vader, which is yes. such yes. a phenomenal fight and moment of the... Uh, in my opinion, other than the moment with Luke, I don't think we've ever seen Darth Vader show that amount of weakness than no. when he fought Ahsoka. Yeah. Maybe you could make the case for the last episode of Clone Wars. Maybe with the lightsaber. Maybe, maybe, but we can't see behind the mask. No. So, uh... Yeah, I, didn't, I thought we were picking one, Kevin. I didn't know we were going to pick ten. Well, I couldn't... You okay, picked... then also my other awesome Go moment ahead. Is, is Ahsoka versus Darth Maul. In the last Clone War season, yeah, that was awesome. Mocap on man part. on Mandalorian in the throne room. Oh, oh, oh! The battle for Mandalore is so good. Jake and asked, Ahsoka and oh, yeah. nut. We've hey. gotten this question before. More than happy to answer it again. Jake asked, "Do you think Sabine is the armorer?" Tim and I both say no, no, negative. We call the armorer the Den Mother. Yeah, yeah uh, that's, not, that's not Sabine Wren. Uh, Wherewood asked, uh, Bad Batch show is awesome, but do you think Disney is filling in the timeline too much, or do you like that? I, I I like it because, like, we actually get an official, like, hey, this is what has happened, not the us guessing. Like, as much as I love, like, 
theorizing and, you know, like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool if this happened or, you know, maybe that happened. You let your imagination go wild. But to have, you know, more of the gaps filled in so you actually have, like, a real... You're not pulling a... Um, you're not pulling an EU, you know, where a bunch of p different types of stories are being told to try to fill in these gaps. You're getting an official timeline. And also just means that we get more Star Wars content, which I think is a big win as well. So... Anonymous asks, not sure if you guys have read the X-Wing series of books from Legends, but if you did, do you think it would make a great series a la Mandalorian? I haven't, so I can't really speak to it. I think the X-Wing stories uh, would be great for comics and things like that. I don't know if it could make it to a live action. I could totally see an animated version of an X-Wing, you know, pilot squadron show. Uh, I don't think we're anything close to that yet. Uh, yeah. And like the person before you just said, I have a feeling they're trying not to saturate the Skywalker timeline at the moment. Maybe one right. or two things that, at a time. Originally, I thought we were saying goodbye to the Skywalker <laughs> uh, storyline, but then with Mandalorian and Bad Batch, it's like, all right, we're hanging out. Yeah, uh, it's, it, I think we're, it was saying goodbye to the Skywalker saga in the cinema. Yes. You know, in that in that part of the Skywalker saga. Well, I also thought no, the end of no Clone Wars reason. was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. Like, other than Mandalorian, we're leaving. Sure. But yeah. Then they were like, Bad Batch, which I'm cool with. Don't worry. Which in of itself can be just like Mandalorian, where it exists in that timeline, but its focus is completely different. Totally fine. Yep. Uh, Anonymous asks, if you were a clone during the Clone Wars, which Jedi would you want to serve under? Keep in mind, Order 66, so you'll eventually be turning on that Jedi. What a loaded oh. question. Oh, that's so loaded, dude. Well, if I'm a clone, then my chip, my inhibitor chip, that doesn't even prevent me to, or prevents me from acknowledging the latter half of the question. <laughs> so which Jedi would I want? I mean, like, I'm... I know. I know. Go ahead. I'd be, uh, I would be under Jedi Master Plo Koon. Plo Koon's a Plo good choice. Koon is so dope. I, I want to know more about him and his race. And he just looks so neat with the mask and the, the, the goggle things. And he can go out into space without a spacesuit. The dude's awesome. That's who I'd be under. Plo Koon, uh, the uh, Who's the Keldor one from... Before Swotor came out, they did like four and a half hours of audio and like visual still images for uh -huh. lore of back backstory, which is funny because now it's all gone. Um, and uh, they had someone. I it might have even been the same voice actor as Plo Koon, but it was supposed to be a Keldor Jedi, like mm -hmm. the archivist he was called. I forget his name. He's in the game, uh, and he just narrated four and a half hours of freaking older public story. And it was good lord. It's so glorious. Um, if I had to, I would probably say Luminara. She, I think she's yeah. one of the coolest Jedi that didn't get enough screen time. Uh, yeah. she seems super smart, very protective. She loves her clones. Mm. Uh, so Luminara would be my pick with Obi Wan coming in second. Fair, because how could you not? Hello there. Yeah. Hello there. If you could also, have Disney. I want to know more about uh, Jedi Master Rancisis, the the guy who's a snake. Rancisis. He's got like the tur his hair is like a turban, and he and he's 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 a snake. He's like part man, part snake. Oh, Rancisis. However, however you say his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. I had to I had to look it up real quick to try to figure out what he is. He's a um, he's a Thispius. 
This BSEN. It's creepy. The first time I saw him on Clone Wars, I was like, oh, that's the bottom. That's his bottom half. He's fun. Yeah, because he's he's, fake. he's in Attack of the Clones on the council, right? Uh, yes, he's on the council, but you don't like really see him. See like, him? You get, he's he's like on, yeah, he's like you you see him sitting in his chair, but in Clone Wars, he actually like, slithers around the Jedi Council and stuff. It's it's wild. Uh, Barry asks if you could have Disney redo a single film without one of the major roles, which would it be? Which leading role would it be, and why is it Jar Jar? We're both just gonna say yes. Yes. There you go. Uh, Nano Sass, do you think that Old Republic movies will uh, be an about face for the franchise? I think it'll shut up a lot of the whiny little bitches, but I also think it'll expose the fact that people just whine and bitch for no reason whatsoever. Yes. Uh, so it'll be a little bit of both. Yes. Um, but Disney will still make ass gob tons of money off Revan masks Dude, and like the Revan lightsaber is $250 of course and it's been sold up. out three times already yeah of course they're cleaning up people want this oh that reminds me I forgot to buy it I put it in my cart and then and then uh the website sent me an email like by the way you haven't finished your order would you like to continue buying this hey nerd <laughs> yeah yeah uh <laughs> Anonymous asks, what if they bring back midichlorians and that's what Gideon is after? They were okay no! with killing the child. In fact, almost wanted to extract no! something. For the love of God, I hope not. I swear, if they go down the easy road and use the M word, I'm going to be pissed. I feel like John and Dave know better. They, I, I, I'm, I'm 99.9% .9 sure that they are. But it's still out there. Tim, this one's for you because I didn't read Aftermath. It's from Sleek Lemur. Uh, going on the Aftermath series, Ray Sloan is in deep space with SSD. I don't know what SSD is. And other Imperials. It seems the First Order came from a remnant group. Was that the same group? Um. So, yeah. So, it's at the very, very end of Aftermath. And the 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 remnants of the Admirals and, like, everyone's, like, they're, they're meeting and they're like, it's we have to we have to go. And they're like, we we can't we can't survive out here in the outer rim. We need to go to. Um, they mentioned Thrawn. They actually talk about like the Chiss. And they're like, we need to go out into unknown space. There's more for us there. And there's actually an armada waiting for them in the unknown space. Um. So yes, like that's kind of that that's where the first order got its start was past the outer rim. There you go. Yes. Could that be Exegol? Um, fuck. I you know what it could be. Yeah, because he uh, all they say is there's an armada waiting for us out there, and so it it could be. Honestly, now that you say that, I it didn't it didn't click. But yes, it could be. Anonymous asks if they were to make another canon trilogy, would you want to see any returning characters or a completely brand new story and characters? Um. Wait, for what? Uh, a new canon trilogy. I don't think oh. there'll be anything in the Skywalker timeline, like I said, for 10 plus years, easy. Um, the next trilogy... I want, I want new stuff. I yeah, want New the, Order. I want Old Republic. I want... Or the High... Oh, sorry, I want High Order. New uh, Old Republic. I want, I want that stuff covered. There are so yeah. many cool stories to be told in a time that is not episodes four through nine. Uh, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, I agree. I, I don't I don't think we'll touch anything in this timeline for ten plus years on the on the big screen and, and, unless it's a episodes, side story. Episodes one through three have been beaten beaten to hell. You know, we've got we get we have episodes one through three. We have two versions of Clone Wars. Uh we've even got Rebels. You know, Rebels is essentially bef- it's before four. Um we've got Rogue One. Like the, I feel like that part of the Star Wars story has been told enough. Um could there could we fit in more stuff in between episodes four through nine? Maybe. Like I, I honestly think like it would be I, I would love for them to cover the start of the of the new order. I think that would be a really cool story to tell. Um, but how do they tell it? You know, do they tell it through a video game, through a comic? I don't think it, it definitely does not belong in a movie. Um, could it be a TV series? Yes. Could it be animated? Of course. Could it be told through a video game? Most definitely. Um, or even just covered in a comic book. You know, like there's like I would love to see more of that. Um, I think that I think like what Respawn's doing with their their trilogy of Jedi Fallen Order is really neat because I sent like that's another period between three and four that is being told. And so, you know, like that's there. We have Rogue One. I just I feel like we've gotten so much of this of this story. There's nothing really like we're really just we're tr- we're trying to just milk this. And at some point it's going to stop. So I'd rather them go to new stories that no one has any idea about um, and, and start to build a new fan base or just, you know, re- reignite the, the, the old fan base, bring on a new fan base. It's the same thought process behind the uh, Lord of the Rings show that Amazon's yeah. doing. It's they mm-hmm. want to tell a story that isn't part of the trilogy. So they're supposedly going back to the second age when like the magic was crazy and there was more monsters and things like that because there's, just more to tell. And, you know, the idea of thousands of, of Sith versus thousands of Jedi is beyond appealing. And it's something we've never seen played out on screen. So, uh, Anonymous asks, do you think the Bad Batch is going to lead into a new Rebel series or something along those lines? No, it will be its own show post-Clone Wars. Yep. We talked about that last week or the week before? We did. It was last week when they announced it. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be, I, don't, I think it's going to be its own independent thing. I think it's going to be like that Commando Republic style republic commando style show you know very like saving private ryan film like it's just intense and battly and shooty with the camera um, work they used in the first yeah. four episodes of clone war season it was definitely a test that was a test run for that like it was a proof of concept like look we can do this and we can make it fun yep and, and it that- was fun those episodes were phenomenal they were great it's just they had no real meat to them as they were now that we know by design not to have meat attached to it it was just really a proof of concept to show like hey we can do this show people enjoy watching this style of cinematography animated let's continue doing this um which answers answers your question daniel so that was taken care of pockets asking is swotor considered canon i watched the cutscenes kevin recommended a few weeks ago and i realized that it is still updated uh making me think it should be canon the game and all of everything you saw is not canon but characters yeah have been mentioned in the current lore from that stuff, namely Revan. So the idea that those stories exist as quote-unquote legends, that's the way I like to look at it now, uh, is there, and eventually Disney is going to tell those stories uh, and change it to whatever media or anything they're trying to fit whatever they need to fit into whatever they need to fit it into. Since Fallen Order is canon, how badly do you guys want a sequel? Fallen Order is a trilogy. It's going to be a three-parter there, bud. You got two more games coming. Dos Moss. So it doesn't matter how badly we want it. It's coming anyway. 
Kevin, uh, you also need to get on the VR train and you need to play Vader Immortal. Or come over here and I'll stand outside for, for social distancing or I'll be on the other side of the room and I'll watch you play it. Yeah, I'll probably do that. Be great. I don't want to hook up my VR. It's, it's a pain in the ass. Um, cool. We have one more thing. This is from JVs. And Tim, if you could hold your glass up, even though it's empty, and pretend to take a sip. This is for Grant from Mythbusters. Oh, true. True. Very true. I had no idea how many people that I know knew him. But he was, but he, didn't he work at ILM or didn't he do stuff at ILM? And stuff he worked with and... ILM on the original, or not the original, the sequel, uh, prequel trilogy. Mm. Trilogy. Oh, that rum's hitting. That rum's hitting you, bud. You're slurring. The, rum, the rum's <laughs> gone, chat. There it goes. the rum gone? Oh, Thank you for checking out Star Wars and Scotch this week. This is our hourly show where we talk about Star Wars. Way Engine more Star Scotch. Wars news comes out than I thought comes out every week. So we still have not gotten to the first, like, fun, weird topic we wanted to talk about. But eventually we'll get to it. We'll the get there. Paul thing I sent you three weeks ago. Oh, that's right. I totally skimmed over there because there was other stuff that came out. Star Wars news comes out, which yeah. is relevant and important. So, cool. Thank you so much for hanging out. He's Darkness429. Did I point the right way? Nope. He's Darkness429. <laughs> Me. You can check Tim out on Facebook. Uh, and I'm Kevin. Uh, KMagic101 here on Twitch. <laughs> Kevin Exhibition on Twitter. And he's... He, why is the rum gone, Kevin? Can you punch? Can you tell the punch in the cyberspace room? Oh, yeah. Kevin. Punch it! Thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being a part of everything we do. You can check out raredrop.co. That's where everything is. All the podcasts, all the shows, all the streams, everything. You name it. Raredrop.co. Head over there. Check it out. We'll be back next Monday with more Star Wars and Scotch. You guys have a good week. And uh, do me a favor and go say hi to uh, T-Rex. Okay. What cool. happened to... Thanks. And may the force be with you. I was about to say it. Literally. Literally about to say it. And chat, may the force be with you. There it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.